In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello and welcome to the election edition of The Chaser Report. It is Friday the 6th of May, 15 days to go until the election. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, good. Now, I've heard you say all morning that you just hate all these gotcha questions on the campaign trail. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What are the totally. six reasons you hate them? Go now. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I just think that, it, uh, well, it, I mean, in general, it's just like... A, That's not one of your six points. You're not fit to be Prime Minister, Charles. We um, knew that already. Look, uh, no, no, look, I agree that the gaff uh, thing is, is a stupid form of uh, journalism, but I think this time, Dom, Albo's in real trouble. I mean, I mean, listen to the coverage of the gaff last night. Good afternoon. There has been an embarrassing new stumble for Anthony Albanese. With just the Labor leader has tripped up again on the campaign trail. The position leader has made another serious gaffe, unable to remember key details. So do you know what the gaff was yesterday? I don't, but right. that's all I need to know. I, I thought Arbo was sitting <laughs> yeah. pretty as of yesterday's podcast. Nah. It sounds as though it's all over. Scott Morrison's won the election. Well, we should we should have a listen uh, to the actual gaff. I've heard right. the analysis, Charles. That's yeah. much better than hearing the actual yeah. audio. Well, I insist that we listen to the audio. What we will do in terms of was outlined by Bill Shorten. What that's about is making sure... What, what, what that's about is what make... The six what, points, Mr. Well, if you let me answer the question, what we will do is put people at the centre of the NDIS. What are the, no, Mr. Albanese, what are the other five no. points, Mr. Albanese? We, we <laughs> no, Mr. will put Albanese, people... It you, is all are, around the are, theme of Mr. putting people... Putting people... And this morning, there are a whole lot of photos uh, going around the internet of that journalist... And guess what he was doing while he was asking Albo those questions? I bet he was looking at his phone. He was looking at his phone! phone. Hang on, Charles. (laughs) Can I just clarify something, though? Was the gaffe not being able to rattle off the six points, Mm. or was it mentioning Bill Shorten? Because I would have thought that was the real gaffe. That was the real fucking gaffe. But then the journalist who who was sort of a... I've never seen that on the campaign trail, this sort of... As if there's some sort of amazing scoop. But it's brilliant because everyone pointed out that that journalist was really annoying and a bit of a dickhead and and pointed out that Albo should have actually stood up to the journalist more. And so this morning, the same journalist asked the question, how can, how can people trust you to stand up against Xi Jinping, Mr Albanese, if you won't stand up against us? Right? So he used the fact... Yeah. That Albo was too polite to this journalist, to, to himself, mm. to actually point out that he's basically a shield for China. And do you think then, as soon as he got that little gotcha thing, that mm. was all planned, and yeah. like ping all the newsrooms, he's got a gaff. Report that he's got a gaff. Yes. Like, don't play the footage. Just no. say he's stuffed yeah. it. <sighs> Can I win back your faith in the media with a segment? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've, I'm going to tell you uh, today. I've got both news.com.au and smh.com.au. Mm. They've got a very similar list of the day's highlights, their word. I am. I'm going to run you through some of them, and I think you're going to see that the reporting in this campaign is mm. absolutely world-class. Okay, great. We've also got the best interviewer 
uh, on the ca- on the whole of the campaign here, Leo Puglisi of Six News, age yes. fourteen. He's spoken to all the key figures, uh, as opposed to we've spoken to. I think no party leaders <laughs> at this stage. Uh, plus, uh, Gabby uh, is uh, has done a little bit of a song for us. Oh, yes, Gabby's going to uh, bust out a tune for us. It's all coming up on today's Chaser Report right after we kick off with Charles's now traditional election wrap. This is the wrap for Friday the 6th of May. Malcolm Turnbull has come out swinging in favour of the teal independence in the next election. So if the majority of people in Wentworth want to elect an independent... The Cayman Islands-based, for tax purposes, former Prime Minister, said that hung parliaments don't lead to chaos and dysfunction, which is mainly created by former leaders with political grudges coming out and making awkward statements shortly before an election. Anthony Albanese has been eviscerated for not being able to recite all 683 pages of Homer's Iliad backwards. The gotcha moment came after he was cornered yesterday by journalists asking Albanese whether he'd memorised all the details of Labor's plans for the NDIS. Luckily, the journalists had memorised the exact wording written for them by Liberal Party strategists. And finally, respected scientist Dr Bill Hare has released modelling which shows that the Liberal Party is way ahead of Labor and the Greens when it comes to climate change. His findings show that the Liberal Party's policies are consistent with three degrees of average global warming, Labor on two degrees and the Greens trailing on just 1.5 degrees of warming. Pick up your game, Adam Ban. That's the latest for Friday the 6th of May, just 15 days until the Coalition surprises everyone with a completely unexpected win from behind. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. Election edition. All right, Charles, we started out being pretty critical of the media and the way that they're covering this. Uh, mm. I want to turn it around because um, there's been some amazing breaking news. Mm. One of the major points today uh, on both news.com.au and smh.com.au mm. was the shocking revelation mm. that Treasurer Josh Frydenberg pays his five-year-old guess how much from the Tooth Fairy? I don't know, five bucks? Higher. Ten bucks? Higher. I don't know, 15 bucks? $20. $20. And this is worthy of a story. How fucking rich is he? Well, they pointed out he made four hundred grand uh, and has a property portfolio. Yeah. This is one of the day's top, oh, top election is, stories. See, this is Josh Frydenberg letting down all parents in Australia because now I bet you my children will now find out about this in the playground and suddenly that puts up the prices for everyone. You know this what? Is, this is the treasurer of Australia basically contributing to inflationary pressures. Yeah, the cost of living just went up, except in Kuyong, the going rate's probably 50 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, big news today, Malcolm Turnbull gave a speech to the Harvard Club, or plans to give a speech, the script is here, and he is suggesting that moderate Liberal supporters vote for the Teal Independence. Mm. 
that's that's a huge story. Mm. What Malcolm Turnbull might say in mm. America mm. in a few days' time. Massive news. It's almost like there's not really that much to report on the election. What do you mean? Then they put that question to Scott Morrison, should he be kicked out of the Liberal Party? Oh, yeah. He didn't really want to answer. No. Then they said, will you leave the Liberal Party? If you lose the election, are you going to leave? Mm. He didn't want to answer that question. So there are some really tough questions that – Scott Morrison just didn't yeah, need to answer. Yeah. Well, that was a gaffe. It's a gaffe. It's a gaffe. It's a gaffe. It's a gaffe. To give you a sense of the status of the uh, the election, uh, we've got two debates coming up in the mm. next few weeks. Yes. The ABC offered any any night you like, mm. we'll put you on, the mm. national broadcaster, mm. free to air, any day. Mm. The Prime Minister had said no. He's no. going with 7 and 9. Uh, sevens is coming after something like 9, 10 p.m., but they have to – actually wait till Big Brother finishes. We don't know when that's going to be. So both the leaders will be standing there at the podiums mm, waiting, waiting for the end of Big Brother. I love it. Doesn't that just give you a sense of where the... Uh, <laughs> where Our priorities as a nation? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to watch that night, but probably not there. <laughs> and I've got one more bombshell um, mentioned on both websites. You see, their live bloggers are just sort oh, yeah. of in sync. Mm. This is really tough, really tough reporting. There was an... Strange moment in an Albo press conference today mm. where a reporter, it doesn't say who the reporter is, um, news.com.au didn't actually go into that much detail. The reporter has alleged mm. that Albo is taking naps on the campaign trail. Does that mean that he's not, not sleeping 24 hours a day? He's managing his COVID recovery by having oh. the occasional nap, as I did. Oh, right. What a scoop. <laughs> Stop the press. What? What the fuck? This is one of the day's top stories. Oh, fuck. Also, Carl Stefanovic said, oh, come on to Albo. That's worthy of a little story. Oh, my God. Can we just stop this segment now? We're just stopping it. No. The segment or the podcast? The segment. No, we can keep the podcast going. I want to hear the Gabby song, but this is shit. This is all shit. Look, this is the the country's top news websites, Charles. Off. Stop. I hate this election. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Now, look, Charles, regular Chaser Report listeners may be wondering where Gabby Bolt has been. I mm. think the answer is selling out her comedy tour. Yes. What a fuckwit. She, she's like the only comedian to have sold out her entire tour this year. Yeah, it just goes to show if you have enough talent, yes. um, it doesn't actually matter. That COVID, was, lockdowns, people that, will still come to your show. That was my mistake in doing our tour. We forgot to have <laughs> talent. Although you did have, didn't you have Gabby at one gig? Yeah, we oh, we sold that one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Gabby uh, has put together, however, a brand new song never heard before. Uh, look, let's just say when she channels the divinals, mm. oh, stop what you're doing and listen. I back myself. I want you to back me. The lefty cucks, they always attack me. Those other jobs, well, they had to sack me. Just one thing that I'm lacking Please don't tell anybody else At Engadine Bay Cause I shot myself Oh, please don't tell anybody else Oh no, oh no, oh no Just let it go Why can't you just drop it? It's been so long, 20 years I have Sharkies that one got the bid I got on it Haven't you had a night Where you did something rotten Jelly, please Can you come and help I'm an Edgar D. And I 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rigging elections since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. There hasn't been much to praise about the media campaign as we've been saying Charles but there is one young man mm. uh, and his team who've been just electrifying the mm. coverage they've been putting professional journalists to shame we're talking of course about Leo Puglisi and the six news team they've had all these interviews with the leaders and uh, look we're going to chat to Leo in a few moments basically to get some tips about how we can do a better job of covering the campaign I think he should sort of become a lecturer in journalism yes and actually teach the rest of the media how to how to do it properly because his fact checking on Twitter is, is better than any other na- outlet yes and he should do it at the age of 15 he should become a yeah. tenured professor of journalism <laughs> at the age of 15 and I mean the great thing is as we'll talk, discuss with him he can't really walk out of an interview mm. with a teenager yeah, yeah so yeah. I think I think he's a huge asset I'm going to learn a lot from him and in fact I wanted to talk to him so much that um, I actually find him from the car. So you'll hear my audio. Like I, they said, oh, we've got Leo. And I said, oh, please patch me in, pa- patch me in from the car. So the audio is a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, hinky. But mm. the main point is we've got Leo. Hey, Leo, thanks for joining us, and congratulations on getting far more leaders to interview than we have. We're currently running at zero at the moment. What's your secret? Uh, emails and a lot of public pressure, I think, uh, figuring out a, a format like, you know, asking them directly on the national broadcast, it seems to work. <laughs> we should give that a go. If only they'll let us on the national broadcaster, John, we might have a crack. Yeah, that's going to be our main problem is they don't want us for some reason. I presume they blacklisted you after a few incidents. <laughs> what did you make of, of Anthony Albanese, Leo? Well, he was a bit less shouty than the Prime Minister. And look, I think both of them I have, you know, respectful for simply coming on. They weren't patronising. Uh, but Anthony Albanese, he seemed to answer a lot more and his answers were a bit less direct, I would say, just based on my, my observations. And that is why on some questions we just really pushed him yes or no to a yes or no question. That's such a rare thing in journalism to actually just keep going till you get a yes or no. Are you just willing to go further than other journalists, do you think? Oh, well, look, I guess it's just the fact that we don't have things like time limits in our interviews because we don't have to adhere to a broadcast schedule. We aren't limited to asking one or two at a a press conference. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, if they didn't answer it, they could... uh, Look, at a press conference, they can walk out. If they ended uh, their Zoom call, just imagine their headlines. You know, Prime Minister or Opposition Leader uh, leaves Zoom meeting after tough questions from 14-year-old boy. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a good look, so they really just have to stay and answer. You've got them held captive. Exactly, yeah, we are. We're not letting them go. I think this is fantastic. Maybe next election we need to recruit an army of um, younger journos because you're right. No leader can hang up on a 14-year-old. It would look terrible. 
It, it would be, yeah, just this this terrific, horrific look. Or if not, we can just get an army of 13-year-olds. Our, our political reporter, Roman McKinnon, he is 13. Uh, so that might be an even worse look for them. But look, they left the Zoom meeting. Uh, that would just be probably the worst look. And I'm aiming this election campaign to get one guest who will eventually just leave the call. <laughs> and by the way, I'm saying we uh, is a good exclusive for you. Uh, we're doing a segment on the UAP where we might be interviewing a few of their candidates. So oh, really, that that might be the one where it happens. I would love it if UAP walked out of your meeting, like the free speech party leaves the meeting with the the teenagers because they don't want to keep. We talking. had well, we had Craig Kelly booked, but then he refused to answer any of our uh, phone calls or emails following that, which was a real shame because he actually responded personally, uh, pretty fast. But it was funny because the day he stopped answering uh, messages and phone calls was the day after we fact-checked Clive Palmer's National Press Club speech. Oh. So I mean, I don't want to say it's the exact reason. But sometimes correlation does equal causation. What was the most surprising revelation from the Albanese interview? What, what was the headline? I think it was him wanting to come back on Six News, and he said, and I guess this counters some of the idiots on Twitter, him saying it's a fantastic program, a wonderful initiative, and he commits to doing uh, interviews at semi-regular interviews. Now, he used the word commit there, not myself. So uh, I wow. guess, and, and we also made sure to say, you know, he says he'll do it whether he's, you know, gone as opposition leader or becomes prime minister or stays as opposition leader or whatever happens. Uh, but yes, semi-regular intervals. And if he doesn't do it, well, we've got him on video. So I don't think there's there's any escape for Albo there. Yeah, Leo, you mentioned before um, the weirdos on Twitter. Can we talk about the disgraceful and horrible thing that you did where you tweeted a joke? Yeah, it was... I mean, look, I, I sincerely apologise for this and I just want to warn people about what I'm going to say here because I will be repeating the joke in question. I said that after watching the ALP national campaign launch, um, I would not be convinced to vote for the ALP. Shocking, I know, but, you know, just because I'm 14, is it's no excuse to be able to make jokes like that. And especially, you know, the fact I, I definitely didn't make any joke about that regarding the Liberals before. No, sir, I, de I definitely didn't do that. But no, in all seriousness, people have just absolutely lost their minds over this. And I... I just am stunned. And all the comments that have seemed to lose it the most, um, uh, and this includes when I was compared to like a Mussolini supporter, uh, people said I was faking because I was uh, had a surname pronunciation that's not the official one. It's technically Pugliese, but, you know, we go Puglisi because it's simplified, obviously. Um, but all the comments that were just totally losing it were after they found out or realised the joke or with people who actually followed me and would obviously know. So yeah, it's yeah. I saw the I saw it all go down. For anyone who doesn't know, Leo definitely is not exaggerating with how crazy it went. It was there was like hundreds of tweets and the replies, and it went trending on number one trending on Twitter at one point was the phrase "He's 14. because yep. mm. between uh, from Sony Hill being like responding to tweets being like. He's 14, and then people arguing back, being 14 is no excuse not to vote Labour, which is, is an excuse. It's the biggest excuse you can have to not vote for a party. It, it's, it's more of a crime, really, to vote Labour when you're 14, isn't it, Leo? Can you fact-check that one? Yeah, well, I don't think the Australian Electoral Commission would be a fan of it, uh, but it's just... 
so bizarre. And there were people who said I wasn't even 14. Like, we're getting back to that. Oh. Cla- that That's a classic conspiracy theory. Um, also, the front for the Liberal Party one. These are the, the classic ones. I think the first big conspiracy theory about me was that my dad controls it. And that's one that still, still lingers around from very strange, odd figures. And, of course, that general someone's controlling in one. Uh, we had a, a nice guy named Les Stonehouse has been going off about that. Uh, Twitter users would know who he is, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, just some, some real bizarre comments. But, look, the fact is I am 14. And then there are people, I, I think I saw a comment, and this was a couple weeks or months ago, that said if he's 14, uh, you know, where does he go to school? I'm not disclosing. Like, why, why would I disclose where I go? That I, I had threats to docs and actually th- show up to the school, so there's no way in hell uh, people are going to know where I go to school because I think that's probably the one bit of personal information that I have uh, hidden away, apart from my address, of course. Are you a bit shocked, Leo, that having entered the fray in the way that you have and just simply asking for interviews, you're being treated... Like, I would have imagined people might be a bit cutesy and patronising towards you. But instead, you're being given both barrels as though you were a veteran of the media with decades of experience. Was that a bit of a surprise? Yeah, a bit. Uh, I, uh, look, I think we have the credentials of many in the media, and I'm not talking about like a university degree or or an award or anything like that. But we have interviewed the Prime Minister of Australia, the Opposition Leader of Australia, and also the Greens Leader in an election year, and in Anthony Albanese's case, post the election, uh, or after the election was called. Uh, We also interviewed Kevin Rudd, by the way, last year. I don't know how anyone could take us not seriously after that. It is about as serious as you can get, but we, we have the literal Prime Minister on, and we're asking him, do you admit your claims were false, and do you stand by the claim, the fact that you're a, you're claim that you've never lied in public office so yeah i'm a bit surprised but at the same time the only real well, the big bad thing about being treated like one of those those senior journos uh is that you get these weird comments talking about uh this is why we have a coalition government now like no i was in starting primary school when labor was last <laughs> in government and when they were voted out in 2013 um so, yeah, look, there's there's so much that could be easily blamed on me. And then they'll go to my parents because, I mean, they must be Kuyong liberal voters simply because we live in the electorate. Um, although, funny enough, we actually live in a state electorate uh, that is held by Labor. And I uh, usually am right near an electorate that is in the Greens electorate <laughs> of Melbourne. Hello. So I really don't think, you know, uh, anything. Maybe, maybe we're a, a one-nation shill I, or something like Leo, that. Leo, that does lead me to my uh, next question because... You're in high school, you're in school right now, and you're and mm. as listeners of the podcast will know, I've been watching a lot of right wing media, which means I also know that you're living under the brutal dictator, dictator Dan, and his woke agenda. How much? Because according to a lot of right wing sources, the biggest thing that anyone talks about in schoolyards is trans people playing sport. Is that the biggest? Oh, of course. Is That's... that the biggest fear that people your age tend to have, and is it the main talking point, or is there anything that people talk about more? No, I think we mainly talk about whatever's on TikTok or something like that. We really don't care. I don't think anyone. I know anyone at school who actually cares about that issue in terms that they're worried. Um, I know, and I, I'm obviously trying to keep uh, privacy respectful here. Mm. I know there was uh, one trans student who went to my school a couple of years ago. Uh, no one really 
disrespected them. You know, I I don't think it's an issue many care about. And then you hear those claims like the woke agenda being taught to us. No, it's not. It's like <laughs> the, the the current unit I'm in in English is a political unit. We had to do a mock parliament today. I was the speaker. Uh, it's not some woke thing. The other thing is that you have like a uh, in that parliament, um, the bill was won by the liberals, meaning we had more liberals uh, uh, mock politicians. So, so I don't know how you some woke thing, but yeah, it's a it's a bizarre claim, and I don't think uh, some of the people making the claim has ever stepped foot in a school. Uh, at the same time, I don't want them within like two hundred meters of a school either. Some of these people, but look, <laughs> they are they they are weird. They're, they're weird claims, and uh, I don't think they're going away, but, like, it's just blatantly false. Ask me. I am very available. Do you want to know what's being taught? I go to a public school, not a private school like some people think. I go to a public school in Melbourne. Uh, if anyone wants to know what this woke agenda is, and I'm using quotation marks there, I don't know. Obviously, you can't see that being a podcast. But, yeah, just ask me, because it's really not happening. Like, it's really not happening. Leo, I'm going to call it here and now. Um, by the time, uh, th- by this time next year, I fully expect you and your team to have won at least one Walkley. Oh, God. Give us one now, really. I mean, what are they waiting for? What What do they want? Do they want us to interview bloody Joe Biden at this rate? It's the network everyone speaks to. Uh, thanks for joining us, Leo. Good to be here. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The only podcast without UAP ads, The Chaser Report. Now, Dom, I've got a, a bit of bad news about oh. uh, Election Day. Okay. Which is we had at my son's school this morning our first barbecue in two and a half years. Oh, nice. And the thing is, we're a little bit out of practice as, right. the, as the parents' committee in, in running barbecues. Oh, are you one and of the barbecue organisers? No, I'm, I'm more of a doer than an organiser. Okay. So are you at the kind of coal face or grill yeah, plate? Yeah, you just, yeah, the grill plate right. um, type thing. But everyone's out of practice and it was a complete schmozzle. Right, so oh no! Just to set the scene, the way they decided to do it this time round was have a separate queue for buying your little ticket right. to get the egg and bacon roll, mm. and then in a separate queue, you had to then go and join another queue to oh. go and get the egg and bacon roll. Right, a double queue, and we didn't have enough barbecues, we didn't have enough bread, we didn't have enough eggs, we didn't have enough bacon. By about twenty minutes into the barbecue. We had a incredibly long line of people waiting for bacon and eggs, and we had run out of bacon and eggs and rolls. All we, three ingredients yes. in the bacon. Yes. You just have barbecue sauce sitting there by itself. <laughs> we had lots of barbecue sauce. But the problem was we'd already pre-sold <gasps> hundreds and hundreds of hungry parents and their little children who all 
hadn't had breakfast at home because they were coming to the barbecue to have the morning bacon and egg barbecue and listen to the so band. So you were running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yes. It was basically the Bernie Madoff of uh, Forest Lodge. And, yes, so – and we just realised, actually, the problem is we've all forgotten how to do a proper barbecue. Because also the other thing is, like – no one could remember how to like because you got it's a real industrial production. Oh, you've got to keep. You've got to keep I went. You've got to get the election. bacon on early yeah. and cook it properly because otherwise, you yeah. give everyone. You've you got to put it on poisoning. in advance. I mean, I went yeah. to Forest Lodge last election yes, day. I was right. there. I voted. I saw Tanya Plibersek mm. there. Yes, it was very fast getting yes. us. It was it was an no. industrial process. It's less than but, three minutes. But I am just saying. I am just saying that there are going to be. It's not just us. There are going to be thousands mm. of schools. Who for this time will be? This will be their first barbecue in like two and a half years that because of the pandemic, and and they're out of practice. I, I'm I'm saying the sausage sizzle is going to be a schmozzle. Oh, Charles, this is worrying to it's me. It's a sausage sizzle schmozzle. <laughs> this violates the sacred pact. Yes, it's like okay, voting's compulsory, but yes. at least you get the chance to get some <laughs> shitty junk food yeah. on the way in. It's ah. Oh. No, it's going to be a disaster. I and don't want to vote I'm not, if you can't give me a sausage. I'm not sure it's going to be a valid election. Well, look, big big credit to your school, though, for having the event beforehand. Yes, it, will, it was seen as a dry run. I'll tell you what, it wasn't a dry run. It was a fucking nightmare. It was a, it was a massacre. It was a wet run. <laughs> well, can I just suggest that between now and election day, every mm. week, yes. you have another sausage sizzle. Okay. Just build up the yes. limber up. yes. Okay, we're going to do that. And put the order in now. You need to just basically mm. contact an abattoir today yes. and say, please just get a just bunch of your cheapest, start, scrawniest yeah. stock and Ki- get ready to put the bolt gun. Kill those cows now. Oh, look, Charles, I have faith. I have faith mm. in you yep. and in the parents' committee at the public school to sort this out. But I think any school that is not already starting barbecuing, no. this is a warning. Yes. If you're listening, yes. contact your school. Yes. Contact your, your local Rotary Club, whoever it is that does it. Yes. And tell them, fire up the barbie right now. Otherwise, no. election day, it'll be the worst ever. No, it's going to be terrible. Our gears from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Crater Network. And Forest Lodge Public School usually supplies our sausages. Mm-hmm. Let's hope yeah. they can deliver this time around. No.